everybody. In this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to talk about how Emily Blunt took a train to the top of the box office. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Ooh, look at that. A little funky music bringing us in here. Oh, yeah, The Box baby. Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. We're breaking it down. That's right. In many ways. Look at that. Woo, yes. Check us out. Welcome, everybody, to the Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. This is the show, of course, that discusses the box office from the weekend that was. And then, Richie Sky, what do we do about we the weekend ahead? prognosticate. baby. I'm sorry, Quinn, what was that? What do we do? Prognosticate. <laughs> That's right. We prognosticate about the box office to come. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Hi there, I'm Quinn Skilliam. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skilliam. And I'm DJ Richie Sky. You can stalk me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. And Carrie Lane update. She is in the last week of doing her horror film. She'll be back here next week. We'll be able to get all the inside deets about all her experiences there I'm working on the horror to film. Quiz her for five minutes. Straight, <laughs> straight up quiz. All right, so Carrie, please do your studying there. Uh, Richie Sky, I know I that he's. I just want to know what it's like to film a horror movie. Ooh, we're going to find out. Yeah, pretty Gosh, cool. I can't wait to hear all the dirty deets. And I want them to be dirty. Because <laughs> it's a horror movie. Because well, she just yeah. wants yes. to hear about gotcha. it because she's not going to watch. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. So, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, give us us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. As you know, we always love having you be part of our discussion throughout the episode. We're going to pull the chat up on the screen here so we'll be able to see what you guys' thoughts are about the box office, what you guys are thinking about as we break down the weekend that was. So let's just jump right into it there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about last week's box office bet in just a moment there. Uh, because Must we? Must we? We must, of course, as always. Anything to get rid of the whole debacle from last week. That's right. Yeah, just Up and upwards and onwards, baby. That's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, coming in at number one, uh, we talked about the girl on the train. Mm-hmm. Emily um, Blunt there from Universal. Uh, $24.6 million. All right. So that came in a little bit less than we thought. Yes, yes. As we look back over our box just office bag, of course. Bit. Yes, this is the film. That you and the chairman decided that we should do our box office bet on. We did those numbers there. Richie Sky came in with thirty-eight million. Quinn got thirty-five. I came thirty-two. <laughs> Look at so me. So you won. I won. I won. Because uh-huh. so usually rare. you go, you shoot yeah. over a little. I do. So you kind of went under this time. You did. You did. But no, I think maybe we're starting to learn our lesson because I think we've all been going a little high. It's That's like okay, true. let's calm down. <laughs> let's sink into this situation. The only time I really went high was that nine lives fiasco, but. Yeah. Um, well, right. I think somebody. Then I'm just talking about myself. Then. Somebody uh, also went sixty million dollars in Miss Peregrine's. What dumb bitch did that? <laughs> I have no clue. Oh gosh, it was Carrie. It was Carrie. She's not I, here. Let's just blame her on Carrie. I actually almost saw this movie, but what I did go see instead was yes. Blair Witch. Blair Ooh, Witch. Interesting. I'm going a little old school. Can I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It was all two, <laughs> two weeks ago. ago. Oh, two weeks ago, guys. I, you know, first off, I got to the movies late, which is something I never do. But there was so much traffic. So anyway, I got there. I got there, and I mean, I walked into. I mean, it wasn't like that late, but it was like I missed the. I hate missing the previews. I okay. absolutely. Steven, hate do you mind if we that. throw the chat up here on the old screen? 
I like to know what people are saying. Hey, Quentin Skillian. Yeah, I'll throw the chat hey, thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for listening, for tuning in. Thank you very much. He's the, he's the perfect So, uh, Rich, just to paint the picture, because uh, you reside in the lovely city of Burbank. I do. Uh, you're not that well, far from the... Are, how far are you from the theater? I am not that far from the theater. Okay, but traffic was terrible. But I, listen, I was coming from another destination to get oh, to the Oh, because Rich Sky, man, his weekends are packed. <laughs> Ooh, he's a busy boy. Busy, busy, busy boy. But can I tell you something, though? This felt like an unfinished, an unfinished piece of work. Like, it didn't feel like a complete movie. No? I felt like... What was lacking I for was you? I was shafted. I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. It seemed like they cut a piece of something, and they said, here we go. Put it out there. It just felt very weird. It didn't feel like the storytelling was no, there. No beginning, no. middle, end kind of narrative. Uh, there kind of was, but there wasn't. I mean, you just got journey I, to go to be no, a better person. I just felt like I could have stayed at home for this. Well, so I mean, as you know, the promotion there for Blair, which is kind of teasing it, is kind of the continuation of the first film. Did you feel it was a satisfying continuation no. of that story? No, no, no. All right, how many stars? How many stars are we given Blair Witch? Out of five, yeah, one. Ooh, and y'all, I love a scary movie. Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it had its you. moments, but it just as a complete tale, it just didn't fulfill me. But you know what? You that's know what? That's what I it really... felt like. It felt like an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Like a, oh. it, it could have been like a thirty-minute, you know, little piece, and 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 it was meant to kind of scare you a little bit and leave you just hanging at the end. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Alvin, uh, boy, look at that. He's just really keeping everybody in the chat. Really, uh, you know. Talking truth there. <laughs> All he's hearing is excuses from everybody's box office predictions here. I uh, did go see Girl on a Train this week. Yes, and? And I have lots of thoughts about it. I thought... Tell us. First of all, I had a very strange viewing experience, and I don't know if that changes the Were way I feel to? about... I wasn't late. No, oh. no, no. I came in with a couple trailers left. I, But I don't know if this changed the way I feel about the movie, but it was very odd, because there was some point during the movie, there was a bunch of younger kids kind of like maybe a little far away down to us on the left, taking pictures with their, self, with their, with their flash on and being really, really disruptive, which was really annoying, but was even more annoying than that was everybody else in the theater getting mad at these kids and getting them kicked out of the theater. So we had about five minutes of just like very hostile <laughs> emotions running high, people very angry at these kids, and like when they finally get kicked out, everyone's clapping, which is like way more disruptive than these kids were even being in the first place. It was like very bizarre. And then like the guy next to me like kept asking his girlfriend questions the entire movie and I'm like it's not that complex dude. Girl like, dump him. It was like very <laughs> weird and I don't know if that had anything to do with my viewing experience or how the way I, that took away from it but like I thought it was just fine. I thought Emily Blunt killed it. I thought her performance was so wonderful, so nuanced. If you're gonna see this movie, see it for her. She was great. If you don't care, wait. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna speak in here real quick. Go guys. ahead. My, I had a weird theater experience too, but it wasn't because of kids talking in the theater. It was because the movie takes itself so seriously right, at and times. People were laughing, don't you? That think? I was just laughing a lot yeah, of the time. Like, yeah, it was a little too melodramatic at some point. Oh my god! Like mm-hmm. this, like. You know how The Martian won for best comedy? This movie is more of a comedy than The Martian. There was a, there was a couple moments, especially with the Megan character. And you know what? Good. I don't know the name of that actress, but like I was like, she wow. She was the wife in uh, Hardcore Henry. Um, oh, okay. One second, I'll look it up. Right she's now. um she. I, at first, I was like, wow, she's really not doing it for me. And then I took a step away from it, and I was like, no, she just has some of the most trite, cliche material that she has to work with as this character. And it's I was like, uh, Haley Bennett. Haley Bennett, and actually, she did a really good job. 
job with what she was given because I think that was really, really tough. Although Allison Janney, I think she you knows she's always really good. There was like a lot of people in this movie that I thought were really good, except Justin Thoreau, who was so weirdly one-dimensional and really hard to buy into. I think you really had to suspend your disbelief for a lot of the, I, all the things involving him. The oh my god, the this sounds horrible. The interesting thing about the movie is the more you think about it after the fact, the more you kind of see it as okay, that was a good film. Like when you're watching it though, you're kind of bored at times. Some mm-hmm. of the some of the twists are good and some of like the the reveals are pretty good, but it's like only after you have seen it and you're walking out of the theater do you really think like Okay, I mean, the characters developed. There was significant arcs with characters. There's, You know what? I thought the pacing was really good. Can we agree on that? Well, no, the pacing was good, but it was boring at times. That's okay, the problem. So okay, so I have two questions. Is this movie long? No. It's an hour and 51 minutes. Okay, so, okay, it's, like so it's, it's sort of long. Okay, and next, does it follow closely with the book? I never read the book. I did read the book. Okay. And there were some things that were different. There was actually some things that were changed for that the made better. It better. Although I do wish they had just left it set in London. I thought that there was something really weird about them switching it to um, Manhattan. Yeah. Because I almost feel like the way of living in the London side of things, when you know, with the train coming in and out of London, makes a little bit more sense than it being like New Jersey or wherever we're supposed to believe that they are. So I almost feel like that was like I just kind of wish that like the, the, the quaintness of that London kind of or the British yeah. countryside was there. I don't know, but they're you know, but like I said, like they turned they turned two um, two officers into just one officer who was Alice and Janney, and like who doesn't love Alice and Janney? So I didn't mind that. Just, I like that she went to an America uh, to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting at some point, which never happened in the book. I don't let's, know. let's avoid spoilers, but I just say the movie is like passing. It's like when you tell somebody to do something for you, like they're they're on a project. And they do the bare minimum where it's like, you did a good job. You didn't really go above and beyond. It's like, it's okay. I hate mediocrity. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but, but again, I really, really want to press how good Emily Blunt was. She pulled this really, really difficult role off really well. Really subtle, really beautiful work from her. And I think that now I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Oh, all right. Well, uh, Richie Scott, you'll also be able to chime in on your thoughts about this <laughs> soon enough since Richie Scott lost the box office bet. And we'll have to be checking out the girl on the train. An hour and 51 minutes of pleasure. Get excited, Richie Scott. Uh So coming at number two this week, we had, uh, again, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Uh, edging up uh, ever so closely to uh, <laughs> that $61 million, $60 million that Quinn predicted. Okay, so like worldwide. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Now, I made a little 48% drop. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess from, from everything that I've been hearing is more like Tim Burton. Everything looks great visually, but the story just some kind of like, uh, kind of Also, um, just to talk about um, Rotten Tomatoes for a second, uh, not, that I, not that I always bring up Rotten Tomatoes, but... In terms of word of mouth and stuff, we're not seeing, like, amazing reviews, you know? And if that's going to do anything for, like, the legs of, you know, the girl, girl on the train or whatever, like, maybe we won't have it such a great week next week. Yeah, it's always interesting just taking a property like that where you're introducing something adapted from a, a novel. And then I feel like it, it seems like the, the typical poster that you see for that is just always all the characters just kind of, like, standing in different places on a post, and they're all just standing there. And that's usually just like your introduction to these characters. I feel like I want something more out of the promotional efforts than just people just standing there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, I mean, something else is going to like suck me in a little bit more into the whole concept rather than just like, hey, here's a bunch of characters that are, are we standing talking here. about Now You See Me Too? 
Okay. Either just like, oh, yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. But yeah. I think well, wasn't this time where they kind of like, it was like more of like a little angle up there. So you, you, you tilted the perspective a little bit. So yeah. then that cuts it for me. But either way, yeah, I mean, we had a 43% for the girl on train, 64% for Miss Peregrine's, which isn't bad, but I don't think we're going to get the kind of word of mouth that we were that we were hoping for. Yeah. It's just unfortunate in that movie that Samuel Jackson plays Samuel Jackson. I was really disappointed Doesn't with him, actually. Which is exactly. He it's played just, his part that he played in The Kingsman. Yeah. Which I mean, is the same part Which is Samuel L. Jackson. It was There's just nothing like, wrong with it. It just kind of takes you out of a totally, fan- fantasy movie. Totally took me out of it. Like, it was like he was in a completely different movie. The stakes were for him were so much lower than the stakes for everybody else. It was really a really bizarre choice on his part. All right. Uh, coming to number three, we've got Mark Wahlberg uh, still in the top five there with Deep Water Horizon there from Lionsgate. $11.75 million. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, if you want your Kurt Russell, go check out Deep Water Horizon. <laughs> the richest guy that was not doing it there. Everyone's so excited. 83% for that. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that's all right. Peregrine was another mediocre movie. So what do we like? You know what I mean? Mediocrity is winning. <laughs> uh, and then uh, number uh, coming to number four, the uh, Magnificent Seven, uh, nine point one million dollars. Yet another mm-hmm. movie that was just kind of meh. Yeah, hey, I dang, it. I like the action in that. I think it's funny that this week I've seen pretty much every movie in the yeah. top five, and all of them were just meh. Are you watching Westworld? Yes. See, now when I'm thinking about Western, I'm like, screw Magnificent Seven. All I want to do is go watch Westworld now. Magnificent Seven's characters are so forgettable, the way they did this remake, that it's just, you know, I barely even remember the movie. I saw it, watched the whole thing, barely even remember it. And I'm like, the problem is they didn't do anything innovative because everything in the original Magnificent Seven was so innovative that everyone else copied that. So now everything is just a cliche. So yeah. the movie is just a complete cliche of itself. Do you is... think that's because we just like we have this like very like one dimensional view of what a western is supposed to look like or what these characters, these stock characters are? No, because if you go back and watch uh, Good, the Bad, the Ugly and the the movies surrounding that, they're still great because right. they 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 took cliches from, of course, Magnificent Seven. They took these things, but at least they had originality within them, and the storyline was original. This. You didn't develop any characters. You didn't like grow close to any characters. You're just kind of like watching people shoot each other and not really caring whether they die or not. That's yeah. the fun of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want to care. <laughs> I want to care. Where's the, where's the heart in those westerns, right? <sighs> uh, and rounding out our top five stories, kind of held out a little strong there. Uh, for uh, your favorite movie of the year. Not my favorite movie of the year, but better than some. Okay, I mean, but that's what yeah. you told me before we started filming, so don't say differently because right. now everyone's watching. Oh my god, that's your favorite movie. He told movie me already that minutes. Storks was his favorite movie. He's been raving about it for weeks. Guys, I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> Quinn's pushed me. Uh, I've got a Storks tattoo on my chest. Yeah. That this go, movie for got you a Storks tattoo on is chest. better than Bridget Jones' baby. I can't believe it. Oh, I can't it believe is. It. it is. I would rather I would watch this movie again and again before I watch Bridget Jones' Baby. That one just—it's just not. Oof, that one was not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but it's all demographics because like you're a child. That's true. So you're like a little kid. Yep, that's true. And, and you're not, he doesn't like romantic like, comedies. Yeah, sure. Well, sure. <laughs> Come on, we talked about that. I do like romantic comedies. Look, I still don't believe it. 
What? Serendipity. How about that? Did you watch Devil Wears? <laughs> Who hadn't seen Devil Wears Prada? No, that was me. I hadn't seen it yet. But you didn't watch it? I didn't watch it. Can you I promise? Oh my gosh. Can we end this? Can we hey, end Richie this game? Because you promised. Because <laughs> he said it on the train. Which is guy. I'm going to go see it. I didn't have to go see it until true. this week. That's now true. I have to see it. <laughs> That's true. We did, you already checked out Magnificent Seven. You were uh, ahead of the curve. I, I am working it. That's all right. All right. So that was our top five there. Now, a little later on, of course, Richie Sky. We find out that he lost this week's box office bet. That means we get a chance to do a whole new one at the end of this episode. Oh, joy. Yes, I know. Sky Richie's Patterson, I agree with you, by the way. Film studios are so scared to take a risk, and they rush films. You're right. I would rather wait. I would rather, I feel the same way about television. I would rather wait a couple extra months to get a seriously good product and then get these movies ASAP. Uh, you know. You don't, you don't agree? Oh, you millennial. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can't, you, like, if you advertise a date, then you know what happens. We anticipate that date. And you cannot push back a movie after you've promised me that date. Because then I'm angry, and then I'm going to get mad and lose interest until it comes out. See, I, I so disagree. You should never have kids, Richie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I so disagree. I see, oh, you need more time? I'm like, all right, you take that time, boo-boo. You make this something really special. No, because then I'm like, lie to me. Patience is a virtue, and good things are worth waiting for. But when you see something and like, those are two cliches that I just used. There you go. When you see something like uh, what Marvel and DC, uh, Warner Brothers did, announcing uh-huh. their superhero slates, going so far off into the future, and you know, into their early twenties. I mean, is that get you excited when they you see that whole long line, or it's like, guys, just get me excited. It gets on me the excited when Marvel does it. <laughs> yeah, but in a sense, it's like you know, because I trust them and I believe them. Well, yeah, but even even as much as I love uh, Marvel and the films, it's like you know, I, just get me excited about the one that's coming up no, next. I don't I, need, no, I like. Don't worry about I telling like me what's happening in twenty twenty one. The yeah, timeline yeah. of what's coming out, so that I can get excited for every last one of them. So if they only so told you, you not like, see one, them. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I see all of those. If they only told you one film in advance, what they were doing, that way you. Would, I mean, I would have no choice but to get excited about it. But I mean, I like just the thrill of knowing that there's X amount of movies still to come. It's like. It gives you like this anticipation of yeah, like how much okay, that what is it going to be about? Yeah, but how much of that is like falsely build up your expectations, and you build up this idea of what it is, and then when the films do come out and they don't match what you've kind of built for three, four years, just waiting, and you're projecting this whole big thing, and it doesn't meet that. But see, I don't have the same film going experience that some of you guys have. Like, I will go to the theater and sit there and just be in the movie, like I'm there, like I'm in it. I'm not, I'm not really analyzing the characters that much because sometimes I just want to experience the movie. <laughs> for what it actually is. You know what I mean? It should be a fun ride. I think there's two if different ways to watch a movie. Fun ride. I always think there's two different ways to watch a movie. You can either be an active viewer or a passive spectator. They're very different, very different viewing experiences. I feel the same exact way about when I watch TV. I used to have a TV blog, and every single time I would watch an episode of television, I would review it. And it got to be that, like, I felt very differently about the, the, the shows that I would sit down and review than the shows that I would just watch and just not you know, worry about or not critique so much. So it's just a very, it's it's a totally, totally different way to use your brain while you're watching a movie. And you just have to decide, am I going to go in here and I'm going to watch it this way? Or am I going to go in here and I'm going to watch it this way? It's just a very different viewing experience. And I think both can be enjoyable. It's just different. Yeah, but I just feel like if you sp- if I spend so much time picking apart the little elements of it, I might not enjoy anything. 
Okay, fair enough. See, I like to pick it apart. Yeah. And I like to go on. I like to go on to Reddit afterwards, and I like to see what everyone else is saying. And I want to see. Did you see what, what I saw? Said. What I said? Or did you? You know, did your predictions come true? Did my predictions come true? All of this kind of thing, and not just in terms of plot. I'm talking about production. I'm talking about story. I'm talking about even you know promotion to a certain extent. Yeah, I like seeing what people are going to say, but I'm not really going to put that much stock into it. I love reading reviews, but I still have to see it for myself. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Now, it feels like a lot of studios are heading more towards tent poles, franchises, things like that. Uh, would you rather see more stuff kind of embrace like a maybe happy medium where you get to see people like Christopher Nolan for good or bad whether you like the films or not but you see Interstellar you see Inception kind of original concepts that mm-hmm. are you know they get that big movie budget to be able to right. execute those large visions mm-hmm. that a director has so almost like those independent films but with a huge studio budget behind mm-hmm. it would you rather see a nice balance between a tentpole in a franchise and that because I feel like we're losing more of that individual I would like unique to see stories. a nice mm-hmm. balance you know what I'm saying for me, I, that's why I love Don't Breathe, because I felt like it was an original take on mm-hmm. the whole home invasion sort of, like, you know, genre. But I just think that there can be a balance of both. They just have to be good movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fun. Right. So take your time. Make them good. <laughs> and as Scott Patterson but says... But that doesn't mean that you have to start all over or add all of this extra... I mean, if an idea is good from the get-go, then let it be good from the get-go. And let it let it stay what it is. Uh, we see Scott Reshoots Patterson... don't always make it better... Well, then I know we saw that with Suicide Squad. Uh, okay. The DCEU slate is being changed completely, anyways, and that's the thing, like the danger of calling your shot so far in advance. If that, if your original, if your initial films aren't that successful or don't meet that that criteria that audiences want, and then all of a sudden you're stuck they, on the vine, like, whoa, boy, we called all this. They're still figuring out what works for them. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, but it's like, why? That I, I feel like until you figure out, you have a nice proven record. It's all right. I mean, as much as it irritates me that Marvel does it, at least Marvel's got a nice track record behind yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But for DC to go out and land uh, and announce this ambitious film slate yeah. and not really know exactly what their voice is yet, then I feel like, man, it's going to struggle if these were initial films like Superman versus Batman and Suicide Squad. Especially when you're in direct comparison to something that's just like a mammoth and that's just doing so well. Yeah. It, it almost mm-hmm. just feels like biting off more than you can chew. Uh, all right, so we'll finish up our top five there. As I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the end of the episode, give you a chance to uh, part, hop in the chat, let us know what you want us to be betting on for next week's box office bet. Just to give you guys a little heads up to start thinking about it, let it kind of ruminate in your head, just when we call for you to start casting your votes. We're going to be betting between The Accountant, Kevin Hart, What Now, and Max Steele. Woo-wee, yeah. More Kevin Hart, yeah. Yeah, more Kevin Hart because mm-hmm. Richie's guy demanded it. We now have <laughs> Listen, Kevin let Hart the man right make his money. That's, that's no, that's right. Say. So start thinking about those. Uh, but in the meantime, though, we're going to start talking about international numbers. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children again leads the international box office from Fox there as it nears uh, the 100, 100 million mark at overseas turnstiles with 94 million after two weeks internationally. So not too bad. All right. Uh, good elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere Girl on the Train left the station with a solid 16.5 opening in 34 markets and led in the U.K. with 8.5 million. Led so, in the AK with, in yeah. U.K. with 8.5? Yeah, there you go, Media Shock. There you go. Did so y'all have was... a real slow weekend or what? <laughs> yeah, all right, Media Shock. What were you doing or there in the U.K.? Or is that a large weekend? I don't know. Uh, and then otherwise, uh, we, in terms of uh, uh, other releases there, uh, J.A. Banya's A Monster Calls, which Universal debuted in, in Spain, uh, came out with thirty nine point three point nine million, the biggest opening for a Spanish movie this year. And elsewhere, Finding Dory crossed one hundred one billion worldwide, and Suicide Squad has now overtaken Deadpool at the international box office with four hundred and nineteen point six million dollars to date. Between the two, much more I much more enjoyed Deadpool than Suicide Squad. Mm. You guys, what? Richie. 
Yeah, I would agree. I really liked Deadpool, and haven't seen Suicide Squad. But I think that's, that says <laughs> something there, because if you really wanted to see Suicide Squad by now, you probably would have seen it. Until I, it comes to you I, at some It's fail. true, but, but I think I that say, I did pass the precipice of, I have to just wait now. I think true. I passed I that. But but I think if, it, if you were that not, excited about seeing it, you would have seen it closer to its release date. I, but I was I so busy. I actually did really want to see it, but I was working. I had no time to go see it. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, do I want to go see Suicide Squad in an empty movie theater, or do I just want to watch it at home? It almost feels like something I would have rather had like a big, full experience and seeing it with everybody, opening weekend, second weekend, whatever, than having to go see it with like three other people like dry humping in the back of the theater. <laughs> hey, three Going it's to. a polyamorous yeah, relationship. Yeah, please, yeah, please tell me where. Yeah, where, mm-hmm. which is the theater called? Oh yeah, that's the that's the the uh huh. At the Grove. It's the theater at the Grove. Oh my god, the theater at the Grove. And, that's the Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys obviously haven't been there during a matinee on a Wednesday. Oh, I, I guess not. I guess you know, if there's people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it did get to a Oh, man. I, I passed that point. Yeah, but for me, crowds aren't that important inside a theater. As no. long as, I mean, it's the screen and just, you know, the, the experience. Because it, it could be just as crowded and you could have what you described for Girl on a Train. True. So going into a mostly no, empty box No, but with like lots office. of fans, though, it's fun when the fans are I there. And the energy is so there. The Am seat. I crazy? Do I like? I love, like, I just remember the energy of, like, the, you know, the midnight Harry Potter films. And, like, I'm always just trying to chase that, I guess. True. I, but it's also, <laughs> if, you're not a, if you're not enjoying the film, then why, having a bunch of people kind of reacting to the things that are irritating, you're like, why are you guys mm-hmm. liking this? But Deadpool was really good. Let's talk about Deadpool. Deadpool was amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie that came out in February. Let's do that. I like, I loved Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it like three times. Uh, I think Frank was being sarcastic. Let's not talk about a movie that came out in February. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we still we're talking about Devil Wears Prada like every day at this point. Every day, <laughs> every day, Prada is always relevant. So <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Uh-huh. So, as I mentioned, uh, the three films coming out next week are going to be The Accountant, Kevin Hart, What Now, and Max Steel. And it's always like to take somebody that's in one of these upcoming films, kind of do a little top five <clears throat> retrospective of their top opening box offices for their career. And with The Accountant, what, and we're talking about Batman versus Superman, things like that. Why don't we talk about Ben Affleck? I love talking about Ben <laughs> Affleck as well. very silent on that. You know, you're, not, just... you're not a Ben Affleck fan? No, it's not that. I, I, I think he... Great career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very Super diplomatic answer, and I love it. Great career. Can I just say that, and this is totally irrelevant to the accountant, but I just was watching the um, Justice League trailer, and listening to his voice as as Bruce Wayne and Batman, it's just so irritating to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost found it distracting, and I couldn't take it seriously. I don't think you're the only one who feels that and way. And I don't know why they do that to him. Like, he can talk like a regular person. Well, well Does, is, is it just me? But nobody I, else, did, I mean, nobody else feel uh, that? But I feel like Christian Bale's why voice as Batman was just even more distracting to me. I found that they're all distracting. Why does they? Why do they make him sound like that? <laughs> because I guess people feel like in this day and age, like anybody would recognize somebody talking, despite what, what you're wearing. So, they, so people, you feel like Batman's got to change his voice. It's Otherwise, because anyone know. who's not Kevin Conroy cannot do it as well as Kevin Conroy. I'm sorry, I'm definitely, That's Alvin, you're true. definitely not a Ben Affleck fan. See, this, like, is baffling to me. Like, I mean, like, dogma? Like, how are you not a Ben Affleck fan? Like, <laughs> I love everything Ben Affleck does. Batman. I just, I just like, yep, I like his energy. I love Ben Affleck. I love Matt Damon. I want them to stay alive forever. 
Can we cryogenically freeze Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Oh, well, I guess we'll look into that. Thanks. Right. Accountant comes out soon. Uh, there you go. Uh, so uh, we're going to roll out. I'm gonna, I, I did this top six. We're going to roll out number two, just to give you a heads up. That was this uh, cameo there as Batman and Suicide Squad. We'll toss that aside. It's just a cameo. So we'll break down the other five. Coming at number six, movie that, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I did enjoy. It still makes me cry at the end. Armageddon. Mm-hmm. There you go. Came back out in 98. $36 million there for Disney. Uh, I tell you, at the end where Bruce Willis and he are saying goodbye, as you know, as Bruce Willis is lowering back down and Ben Affleck's crying out to him, oh man, I get teared up every time. Me that does too. it for you? Yeah. Not, not for you, Quinn. Are you cold inside? <laughs> I like Armageddon. Nurse. I saw it like one time, and I remember being like, I'm watching this with my dad. This is fun. <laughs> I like it. I watched it that one time. It was... <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry, that, that's, that's my Devil Wears Prada, is Armageddon. No, it's not. Yes, Get it is. Devil Wears Prada is your Devil Wears Prada. You just haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, come in and Wait. Number... I have a quick Wait, question. I'll take yes, Leonardo sir. DiCaprio over Ben Affleck. Why are we... Why there? That's, that's like apples and oranges, Alvin. I don't think that... Is Ben Affleck fits. a better Daredevil or a better Batman? Better Batman. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, that Daredevil movie was rough. Oof, that was a rough movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was. Bad. I mean, it wasn't as good as the series, but no, yeah, that, that was. Mm, oh boy, uh, coming in at number, at number five there for him uh, guy on our list of six, Gone Girl. He was good in that. Yeah, it came out in 2014, 37.5 million. I appreciated him in that movie. Yeah. I really liked Gone Girl. Now, compared to Girl on the Train to Gone Girl, Ooh, yes. very kind of similar. Compare, compare. You know, while reading the book, gosh, I really couldn't stop thinking about Gone Girl. And then when seeing the movie, it really didn't feel similar. Okay. It really felt like very, very, maybe towards the end it got very kind of closer. But Gone Girl was such a suspenseful movie. And while Girl on the Train was suspenseful, it was a little bit more of a drama. I don't know. I would say that like Gone Girl maybe even fits into more of a thriller category. See, um, that's what I was hoping psychological for. thriller. We didn't really get that that as much, but I really liked Gone Girl. I uh, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, Patrick Harris, awesome. Interesting. There you go, uh, Lady Jen. Uh, she lives Armageddon. She doesn't just love it; she lives. I mean, it. he's not a good actor, but yes, he is. Wait, do you did you guys ever see Shakespeare in Love? Honestly, Ben Affleck is in Shakespeare in Love for like two seconds, and he like has he's like the best part of the movie. Oh, Media Shock! You feel Daredevil and Electra are so underrated. Oh, Media Shock! I kind of think so too. I mean, I, I kind of liked them. Really? Oh, uh-huh, all right. I did. I mean, and also uh, Good Will Hunting. There you go. We'll like... have a new uh, new host next next time, uh, Richie. I'm sorry, but you're kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Executive decision. That's right. <laughs> Coming in at number four for Ben Affleck, we had Daredevil. Came out in 2003 from Fox, 40.3 million its opening weekend. I mean, they, I, yeah, I mean, I know they did their director cut to is where they added some uh, storyline with Coolio that got uh-huh. excised from the theater. Isn't that I where he watched that version? Yes, it was. So then we have to give it, you know, I mean, they were a wonderful couple. They there. made Benefer. Benefer, yeah. Good things happen from that. Good things happen oh, from sure. bad movies. Geely. Oh my no, god. That's no, another benefit. Yeah, that's yeah, another benefit. It's another benefit. Yeah. So many benefits coming out of these I movies. I forgot all about that movie. Julie, yeah. Julie, how did Sadly, you forget it? It was like the it was like it won like a million uh, Razzies or what are the bad I know. things? And but that's the sad thing with the accountant that's all I think of is that I mean sometimes Ben Affleck's character was dealing with the character that had some development issues and I feel like boy, every time I see him in those accountant trailers I think like oh Julie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, number three uh, on his uh, Ben Affleck there, Pearl Harbor. Again, another mm-hmm. Michael Bay film. 
Uh, it came out in 2001, $59 million. I, man, I just didn't feel like I wanted to like this. because You I, don't I like Pearl Harbor? It's just okay. It's just okay. Gosh, I really like it. I, I think it's probably one of my least favorite Michael Bay films. I do like that is one that when I see it on ice, I'll I'll watch it. Okay, you have to choose between Armageddon, The Rock, and uh, Pearl Harbor. Which one? How, rank those? Power rank me those three movies. Uh, um, 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 Pearl Harbor, Armageddon, The Rock. No way! Really? Oh man! Okay, all right. There you go. I don't, but you know, it's a nostalgia thing too, though. You have to understand it's like time and place and kind of like what you wrap up because the movies are kind of like, you know, we got a couple of years behind us for those movies now. You kind of like, you, okay. what you pre- project onto them. Got it. All right. And coming up at number one slot as we skip the Suicide Squad since that was just a little slight cameo there. Uh, of course, the biggest film, I think, uh, when you think about Ben Affleck and the films that he's been in, Batman versus Super, or excuse me, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Came out earlier this year, back in March. Shot in Detroit, by the way. $166 million. Oh, Adelia absolutely hates Pearl Harbor. Sorry. I don't like it either. There you go. All right. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, Batman vs. Superman, that was was a movie that just disappointed me on so many levels. So let's just hope that they are... It disappointed me, too. Let's not speak about it. But it was shot in Detroit, which is cool. There you go. Uh, Let's hope they turn it around for uh, Justice League. Maybe. Great. Uh, <laughs> all right, so folks, uh, we're going to be doing our we're going to do our final our top five predictions there. But while we're getting that out of the way, we're going to have you guys start chiming in on placing your bets for the box office breakdown. So, folks, start chiming in on the chat about the film you want to do. Have us do our box office bet. We have the film three films to choose from: The Accountant. Kevin Hart, What Now, and Max Steel. So start chiming away there in the chat. We'll do like whichever gets the three first will be the movie that we will bet on. In the meantime, while you're casting your votes there in the chat, we're going to do our top five predictions for next weekend's box office. So again, we've got The Accountant, Kevin Hart, What Now, and Max Steel, along with our last week's five, The Girl on the Train, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Deepwater Horizon, The Magnificent Seven, and Storks, all vying for that. So just a few notes. Before we make our predictions, uh, the last Ben Affleck drama, Gone Girl, came out uh, in uh, October of 2014, and that opened uh, with you know as we're talking about 35 million. So kind of thinking at the same time of year, so mm-hmm. maybe we'll have a similar kind of effect there at the box office. And Kevin Hart's last comedy, Central Intelligence, came out back in May, and that opened with 35 million. Wait, uh... this movie is a stand-up comedy movie, though, isn't it? Yes, or is it this, a real movie? I think they're like little interstitials cut in it, but predominantly, predominantly it is a stand-up movie. Almost right. like uh, like Eddie Murphy's Raw, where they had like a little bits uh, at the beginning to mm-hmm. get when he was a child and stuff. I think there are some kind of wraparounds and maybe some interstitials, yeah. but predominantly it's him doing his okay. stand-up. What do you know? I mean, it is a throwback. It's been, you know, I don't know. That's you know, it's been a little while since we had just like a pure kind of stand-up movie like that. We see them all the time. We just see them on HBO. Correct. So going back into the theater. Yeah. You know, it, it, does Kevin? Does any stand-up that you feel like, or I can see more of that like on TV, to seeing that in a film? Because I feel like the promotion for that, if you see those posters, it does not make you think it's a comedy film at all. It makes yeah. you think it's some kind of like action. But you adventure. know, what? honestly, if you watch Kevin Hart's stand-up, like it's kind of depressing. Like I, I really like Kevin Hart. But his stand-up is, like, not as 
hokey and you know cute as his movies and how the way he acts in his movies yeah because make he you can play off of things in he's movies. gonna be you know what I mean but he's like he talks a lot, a lot about his dad and his like childhood and it like it gets kind of heavy so like I'm wondering if people are gonna be getting what they think they're gonna be getting out of this I, if I had to base it strictly on the posters and not seeing any trailers or commercials I would think this is an actual film and mm-hmm. not a stand up comedy experience with some sort of kind of interstitial elements put into it Richie, have you seen those posters? Do you feel if you just saw those, not knowing what this was about, would you think it was for a uh, an action film? Listen, or action I mean, comedy? I, I'm not a Kevin Hart hater, but I just kind of bypass it all. I mean, it just feels so like cliche almost to this at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everything he does. I feel like there's always going to be a Kevin Hart special or a Kevin Hart movie that's coming out. It reminds me of Medea at this point. No, I get what no you're offense saying. to Tyler Perry either, but I'm just saying that you kind of know what you're going to get. But the same thing with Medea with Tyler Perry, like he, his name on a poster sells tickets. Exactly. So like I mean, that guy's it, a box office drop. That's the, and that's what I'm saying. It just feels like more of the same, mm-hmm. which is it's okay. I mean, if you if it's a cash cow, but is is it anything novel? Where's the I don't integrity? Know. Where is the integrity? That is, is what we're asking. Integrity. What are your intentions, Kevin Hart? Well, it's just like if you're going to sell, like, if that's how you're advertising, at least on promotional efforts, like why? It, I feel like you're just kind of baiting and switching the audience. Just it'd be fine. Tell me it's a stand-up movie. You're standing there at the mic or something like that. And, you know, just like set my expectations. Yeah, maybe like maybe it's like a ploy to get people to go in because they don't know what it's going to be. I mean, like there have been movies that have been, that have literally sold tickets just based off like Mystique. <laughs> Great. And I don't mean X Men. Oh, high thank five. you. High five. High five. High five. Are we doing this? All right, we're high fiving this. All right. Thank Ugh. you very much. <laughs> All right. So, with our little discussion there, uh, <laughs> let's do our top five. It looks like. Thanks for Alvin keeping track of the chat. It looks like the one that's won with the most votes is we've got Max Steele, clear winner with six votes there. Uh, so there you go. We'll be we'll be doing our box office bet after we do our five uh, top five predictions. We'll do the box office All bet right, with Max Steel. Thank you, chat. But in the meantime, let's do our our, our box yes, office. Thank you, chat. Our uh, we're going to do our top five predictions there for next weekend's box office. Richie Sky, what do you think next week's top five is going to look like? Oh, so my initial thought was, to, despite all my talk, I was going to put Kevin Hart first, and then I looked at the theaters. So I kind of. What do we got? It, like two thousand theaters. It's twenty So the accountant has a little bit more than that. Thirty-two hundred plus. So I'm actually going to go with the accountant, then Kevin Hart, and then Max Steele, mm, and then I'll say Girl on the Train, Miss Peregrine, Deepwater Horizon. Oh well, that's it. Wait, so the the accountant Max Steele, the accountant Kevin Hart, Max Steele. Miss Peregrine, no, the girl on the train, and then Mrs. Peregrine. Okay. Man, you're really going that high with Max Steele. Yeah. Interesting. All Interesting. right. Because, uh, I mean, admittedly, I, I mean, it's based on an animated uh, property, but I don't know much about it at all. I don't know anything all. about Max Steele. I was actually going to ask you guys, is this a superhero I, I don't I know about? It wasn't anything that I was following. Maybe I'm not in this world enough. And yeah. I was looking at the Looks trailers. It's like a little kid to, movie. It's rated PG, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I was looking at the trailers, and I was just like... I love when superhero movies are just kind of like badass, and this just felt like I almost feel like a little bit. I was gonna say it almost feels like a cross between like a Captain America kind of like classic kind of Marvel and like um, one of those um, one of those dog movies. 
Like one of those dog movies. One of those movies where like like the dog the that dog movie that came out about that dog. I think the dog's also name was Max. With like you know like the dog who was like in the army. Oh right, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind of feels like because it kind of like it's like. It's like a kid movie, but it's also like a superhero movie, and it's kind of like how do we get kids to go see? Because like you know, well, what I don't about know. Sky High? You love Sky High. I do love what Sky High. What if this high. was 2016 Sky High? Oh, it does not have the charm. Come on. Listen, watching the trailer, they make it seem like this is like the Kurt superhero that everybody knows, and I was like, is it just me? That, like, am I, am I yeah, living under a rock? Yeah, it's like finally the thing you've all been waiting for, Max Steel. And, and I'm like, like, like huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, as Alvin says, he has no idea what Max Steel is. So good luck. Oh, it's so, based yes. on a toy. Yeah, there you no go. No consistent tone. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing there's a cartoon show, uh, cart- uh, Cartoon Network, I believe. Cartoon uh, cartoon show. What a great like Danny Phantom or something like yeah, that. There you go. Oh my God. All right, so. From Mattel. Uh, Quinn, yeah. what's your top five going to be? I'm going to go uh, The Accountant, number one. I'm going to go uh, Girl on the Train, number two. Um, Max Steele, Mrs. Peregrine's Kevin Hart. Mm. Man, going low with Kevin Hart. I am going low with Kevin Hart. Are you going low because you feel like it's a little bait and switch? People don't know what they're getting. I don't think people are excited about this. I don't think I'm seeing a lot of promotion for it. I think that it feels like the kind of content that you would normally get on HBO, and people would ne- maybe necessarily aren't dying to go spend that 16 bucks on it. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's going to be in the top five. I think it's going to do all right because it's Kevin Hart. But I don't see people coming in droves for this one. And they're obviously putting a lot of stock in it if they're putting it at that many theaters. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. But I feel for like... For a stand-up yeah. comedy yeah. movie. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, if you know, if, if, what if it's, you know, I guess we're talking about 2016 Sky High. This could be 2016's Raw. Listen, it could be. It could be. I don't, I don't think could. so. I don't think so, but who knows? It could very well be. Uh, all right, so I guess I'm, I'm going to go with the accountant. I'm going to go with the girl on the train. Yes, Sky. I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm agreeing with Sky. Ugh, I guess I'll go with uh, Kevin Hart, Miss Peregrine's, Deepwater Horizon. I don't think Mac. Ugh. I'm going I'm to say Magnificent Seven. I don't think Max Steel <laughs> is going to make the top. Well, what five. are we at? When I mean, Magnificent Seven isn't at what five million dollars? How much did it make this weekend? It made nine. How low do you think that Max Steel is going to do? I guess we're going to find out in a second. You we're think we're going to make like $4 million? Bet. We're doing our box office bet in just a second. So that's what I'm thinking about. But right. now, folks, we're going to do our box office bet. As always, the rules are we're all going to take a bet on what we think that the actual box office of the film in question will be. In this case, Max Steel. The one that gets closest gets to bask in the glow of victory. The one that's farthest away from the actual box office will have to see that film. Tell us all about that exciting experience. And sink into a pool of misery. <laughs> well, but you saw Magnificent Seven. That wasn't a bad, that wasn't a terrible. Sometimes it's a good. Experience. I don't know. Listen, but sometimes it's, it's, the chat is very nice to us, and sometimes the chat is very mean to us. That's true. It's, Listen, it's superhero movie, so maybe it could be enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, well. there's powers. There's fighting. I mean, you can't go wrong with Alvin that. Alvin says sometimes. five right. million for Max Steel. I, I love where you're going, man, Alvin. I love where you're going, uh, Richie Sky. Bet, bet, do pull a quin on this. Go really out. Oh, oh I lost. I'm not going first. <laughs> That's true. Right. You get the. So, uh, Quinn, I'll let I'm going to go first. 12 million Max Steel. Ooh, 12 million. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, man, I don't think Max is going to do that well. I Do I do five? I mean, I put really low on that. So, I will say, I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say seven. Seven for Max Steel. All right, so me and, Sky are, me and Sky agree 12. I'm going to go with 11. 
You're going, ah. <laughs> because you just oh, really don't want to go see this. Oh, all right, fair all enough. Right, Between okay. me and you here. All right. So there you go. Showdown so for the ages, you, me and Frank. Yeah, you went 12? I went 12. 12. 12, I went 7, high. and 11. All right. Although, like, oh, come on. I like, I did high. just say that I need to stop going so high with these movies, but... But look at she's a dreamer. Was, I don't think that was like dreamer. out of the realm of possibility. No, though. I don't think it's a. It's not a sixty million, but it's. No, it's not a sixty. That would be million. funny. Yeah, no, would it be hilarious? <laughs> but that's the thing. If I had to choose to go see a film, I'd rather take my kids to go see Storks again than go see Max Steel. Because you have the tattoo. Do you have a stock in this movie? Did you write this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am Nick Stoller, guys. Hi, how are you? He's being sponsored by Storks. Who's Nick right. Stoller? Right. Did he write Storks? Yeah, he did. He co-wrote it. So if you are, uh, so if you see that, I, uh, my car is wrapped in a big Storks promotional package right there. I'm just cruising around. Promoting mm-hmm. Storks wherever I go. Storks you later. Trying to work that in a conversation, Clearly. guys. Nope. Storks you later. <laughs> No, I, I, I cannot prognosticate about this anymore. Storks you later. That's like um, that one part for a modern family where they're like closets, something. It doesn't really work. But store, it doesn't work. Good try, Quinn. Does, does right. anybody know that joke from Modern Family or whatever? Um, Alvin, Alvin's got my back, though, see? Uh, Alvin, get that matching tattoo. Let's be Honestly, tattoo buddies for Storks. you guys just get married, we get it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Sky Patterson predicting Kevin Hart's going to do $16 million. Interesting. That seems high, Sky. Does it really seem high? Sky high. Are we in a day and age where that seems high for this type? For of this type of movie, for this content, yes, it seems high. This feel feels like, like a about, niche market to me. But I feel like it's about where it could be for the first week. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Is like if you like if you like Kevin Hart, because I mean, you will there are a lot of people this. that do like Kevin Hart, genuinely so, and they like that. And if you get the idea of it, you don't have to worry about the story. But you just get to see him telling jokes. It's like going to your favorite restaurant. You know what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode of Box Office <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> but as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks so much for everybody hopping in the chat. We love having you interacting with us and keeping us honest here in the chat. We'll see you back here next week. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Richie Sky, where can they find you? You guys can stalk me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. You guys can find me on Twitter at Quinskillian. You can find me on Instagram at Quinstagram. And you can add me on Snapchat at... Quapchat! <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Uh, I'll stork you later, everybody. We'll see you <laughs> next week for another episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.